Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, October 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. A global energy expert sees a peak in fossil fuel demand by the end of the decade, and the U.S. economy is still going strong. Plus, in our U.S. midterm election series, we're going to go to Pennsylvania to look at how the Republican Party is making a grab for the fastest-growing voter demographic. Gracias por la invitación. Es un placer estar aquí. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The head of the International Energy Agency says Russia's invasion of Ukraine will accelerate a shift away from fossil fuels. Fatih Birol told the Financial Times he expects fossil fuels, including gas, to reach peak demand by the end of the decade. Barol said governments are changing policies in part to counter the fallout from Russia's decision to weaponize its gas supplies. He says by 2030, he expects investments in clean energy to rise to $2 trillion a year. That's more than double the amount invested annually in fossil fuels today. The U.S. Commerce Department is out today with the latest numbers on gross domestic product, or GDP. A Bloomberg consensus forecast shows that third quarter GDP grew by 2.3 percent year on year. That's after contracting in the first two quarters of the year, which many folks consider a technical recession. The FT's Colby Smith has more. So uh, these data points show that the economy really is on strong footing. One of the things we have to keep in mind is the fact that it takes quite a long time for the actions that the Fed undertakes to have an effect um, on the real economy. So even if things look good today, it doesn't necessarily mean that in a couple months' time um, they're going to look as strong. And the expectation is that they're very much not going to look so strong. And uh, most economists at this point are calling for a recession in 2023. This data is important in that it shows what the starting point for the U.S. economy is. And it really just underscores how much more the Fed is going have to need to do uh, in order to get inflation under control. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. In just two weeks, U.S. voters will head to the polls for midterm elections. Democrats hold thin majorities in both houses of Congress, Republicans are working hard to regain control. One way Republicans think they can do that is by appealing to Hispanic voters. Hispanics are the second largest and the fastest growing demographic in the U.S. For the next story in our midterm series, we go to Allentown, Pennsylvania. It's a city of about 120,000 people west of Philadelphia that was once dominated by German immigrants. Now, it's more than 50% Hispanic. DFT's Sonia Hudson went to Allentown to see what Republicans are doing to win over Hispanic voters. She joins me now. Hey, Sonia. Hey, Mark. Okay, so of all the places you could have gone, why did you choose Allentown? So I went to Allentown because the Republican National Committee set up a Hispanic community center there earlier this year. And it's one of about 20 of these Hispanic community centers that they've set up around the country, largely in Democratic areas, places where there are really tight congressional or Senate races like there are in Allentown and in Pennsylvania. So Sonia, when you went to Allentown, you went to an event at the Hispanic Community Center. What did you see there? 
So you walk in, it's a fairly small room. There were maybe two to three dozen people there, but they did fill up the room. There were campaign signs on the walls in both English and Spanish for local Republican candidates. And there were some heavy hitting Republicans that came to Allentown for this event. One of them was the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee. Her name is Ronna McDaniel. Here she is speaking at that event. Gracias por la invitación. Es un placer estar aquí. <laughs> I've worked on that a little bit. So what was her message? What What's the pitch Republicans are making to Hispanics for them to vote Republican? So they were definitely trying to appeal to the immigrant identity. And in fact, the other big name at this event was Mehmet Oz. My father was an immigrant to this country. How many of you, your parents came over? And how many came over yourselves? Perfect. Then I'm speaking to you. What? Dr. Oz, the celebrity TV doctor? Yes, the celebrity TV doctor, Dr. Oz. He is now the Republican candidate for the open Senate seat in Pennsylvania. So, Mark, the fact that Republicans sent these two really heavy hitters to this pretty small city to speak to a couple dozen local people really indicates what a big deal these centers are and how seriously Republicans want the Hispanic vote. Yeah, it really does. So what is the strategy, though? Is it to win over voters in this election or is it more long term? So the idea is to open these centers well before the election and then keep them open permanently and be a permanent fixture kind of of the community. And I spoke to a political science professor at Muhlenberg College in Allentown. His name is Christopher Boric. You don't want to be seen as just, you know, dropping in or opportunistic and, and coming in at election time and then pulling out, especially, you know, if you're the Republican Party in a community that you've had more limited success in. So establishing, you know, a presence that can be there and part of the, the broader fabric of a community. This seems to be the type of investment that makes sense. Okay, so they're in it for the long haul. What do Democrats say about this GOP Republican Community Center? So I met up with Allentown's mayor, Matt Turk. He's a Democrat, and he's also the city's first Hispanic mayor. His grandmother came to the U.S. from Cuba, like a lot of Allentown's Hispanic residents. And we met up at a Dominican restaurant in a heavily Spanish-speaking neighborhood in the city. And he brushed off the Republican efforts in Allentown. I think there's a little bit of... <laughs> these little ham-handedness in opening up... A- community center. Did you get to visit it? Yeah, I, d- I was just there earlier yeah, today. It's, it's barely an office, right? And it's it's not here in the census tract that's 80% Latino. It's on Union Boulevard, which is kind of a commercial strip. He told me that he thinks Democrats' message resonates with Hispanic voters better than the Republican one does. And, you know, he may be right. A survey from the highly respected Pew Research Center found that most Latino voters say the Democratic Party cares about them and works hard to earn their vote. Right. And nationally, it does look like Democrats are reaching out to Hispanics in a, in a pretty big way, especially after they were burned in the 2020 elections when a surprisingly large number of Hispanics voted Republican. 
Yeah, definitely. I spoke to a Democratic strategist about this. His name is Chuck Rocha. And he told me that 2020 was a wake-up call for parts of the Democratic Party. So you've seen the Senate campaigns, the Senate campaign super PACs, and even the DNC who have been out doing Spanish language and Latino advertising, like putting money where your mouth is, as early as March of this year, which is, to me, incredibly satisfying as one of the folks saying you must start early, you must uh, treat this group as a persuadable universe of people. And Mark, you know, numbers back that up. Democrats are outspending Republicans three to one in Spanish language advertising. And that's according to reporting by Politico. Wow. Uh, so is there any evidence that the Republican efforts here in Allentown are, are working? So there's not much of an expectation that this community center or even knocking on doors to talk to voters one on one will sway a huge number of Hispanic people to vote Republican in this election. But Christopher Boric, he's the political science professor in Allentown. He told me that even a little progress with Hispanic voters could make a big difference in tight races like the ones here. And if you could gain a few percent among groups like the less Latino and Hispanic community, which has grown in this district like it has everywhere else in the United States, you can have big time payoff. So I guess we'll find out in a couple weeks. Sonia Hudson is a producer for the FT News Briefing and guest host when I'm out. Thanks, Sonia. Thanks, Mark. Before we go, we want to get to know our U.S. listeners better. So we're inviting you to join a focus group to tell us what you like about FT podcasts and what you want to hear more of. Please volunteer by filling out a quick survey. Really quick, I swear. You can find that link in our show notes and thank you in advance. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.